What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure somebody's written that one pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> 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 Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I am your host, Dave. And I'm John. I'm still JD. <laughs> We Come all on, have you gotta be big and happy, and it's a wonderful life, and all that jazz. I well, yeah, I just finished watching the last Invincible, so kind of a downer. <laughs> but yeah, not there, not there. So I don't, I don't know yet. I, I haven't gotten back to it yet. So don't, no spoilers, John. Uh, like, well, no spoil. Well, the only spoiler I'm going to give you is that it's been renewed for two more seasons. Yes. Lots of stuff has been renewed. We'll we'll get to some of that yeah. later. Cool. Other than being sad by Invincible, what else? How has your week been, John? Not bad. Not bad at all. Found, you know, I don't know. Just, I I really don't have anything to say. Like COVID times, it's like same same old same old. It's like freaking Groundhog Day. You know, unless I find a really good anime or something or you know i haven't had a chance to look for a new book lately because i've got a lot more work so yeah just, yeah just i i survived i'm still alive as long as you know how to love you know you'll stay alive that i'm working on i'm working on that you're, you're working all, on love you've got all your life to live and you've got all your heart to give you will survive hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well then, you JD, yeah. how is have, did you survive this week? Yeah, yeah, not bad actually. How's the Kickstarter? Not bad. We were last week was the dead zone, which we you train for. The middle of the campaign is it's always like it's it's like front and back loaded, like so you have that middle stretch. No matter how big your campaign is, the middle is always where it kind of dies a little bit. And so we kind of went through that. Um, taking notes, this one's not going as well as the last one, but I know I did things differently. So I know now next time I do, I'm like, okay, I can take stuff I did better on this one, take stuff I did better on that one. So it's a lot of, you know, throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. So yeah. I can't complain. We have one week left. I think we'll finish strong. We won't hit the numbers we hit last time, but uh, I can't complain. It's still normal. I'm sure you can complain. You're just not going to. I could complain. Oh, I feel all right. Like I said, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. a lot on this one. I didn't do as nearly as many podcast interviews. I didn't think it made that much of a difference last time, but I think it did. And I just didn't realize it. I, I you don't know. know. Podcasts suck. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you do them all the time. Yeah. They, they start to for sure. When you, when you're constantly <clears throat> interrupting your thought process and, you know, adding more onto your, onto your heap. What thought process? I just yeah. react. <laughs> John, just do you exist. have thoughts? 
I have many thoughts. Yeah. Well, the screaming well, monkeys in my brain do. I mean, <laughs> screaming brain monkeys. That's my new punk band. <laughs> and how's the, how's copyright? The <laughs> how's the kid? He's good. He's good. He's down. And his grandparents came to visit this weekend. Oh. Though he's both of the sets of his grandparents. My wife's birthday, so we saw both oh. her sets of parents. So it was good. Well, he, happy birthday! Yes, we had. It was very nice here this weekend. So. You know, my father-in-law built us a new picnic table for our deck in their new backyard. I was flying a kite with the kid yesterday. That's it's good, picture. man. I love loving out here. I really do. It's great. Cool. How are you? Me? I'm good. I'm good. I had an interesting week. The So, I don't know. I kind of hinted at this. I had applied for a new job. Teaching, unfortunately, I didn't get the job. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's not- but I have a job though. You know, it's not like it's not like I needed it. It was just a kind of a, wanted to do something different in my life. And that's the best time to start looking for a job is when you it's, already have one. Oh, of course, I know that from experience. And uh, but yeah, oh, but our good friend Joey DiCarlo over at the So Wizard Podcast actually got a new job and starts next week, I believe. So good congratulations to Joey on that. But yeah, and but other than that, I've had some good things. Something happened this week that made me really happy that. I won't go into too much detail, but I get to see my grandkids. I got to see my grandkids on Saturday, and it was really nice because Alice was running around and smiling and happy and, like, energetic. And it was like, because the last time I was there, she just sat on the couch the whole time, you know. So that was that was great to see, you know. It was a lot of fun. And then yesterday we celebrated my son's birthday, 19. Yeah, my youngest is 19. So. Wow. That's there, crazy. Yeah. Yep. You'll be there one day, J.D. I'm going too fast as it is. Yep. This guy's five. I know. Hold on to it while you can. Fly as many dates as you can. So, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, I had a good, really good weekend. Happy, you know, healthy. Things are going That's well. Good. Oh, and and after I got out of the shower, I was like, oh, let me see if this fits. This is a 1X t-shirt, one of my older t-shirts. Hey, all right, man. Nice. So, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm on my way. I mean, can, can you give me your 2X t-shirts? Because as you're shrinking, I'm expanding. <laughs> I can't seem to arrest the development. Yeah, this this week was my sec third now, starting the third back training in the gym. I think I told you guys, I tore, I had like a minor tear in my bicep from yeah. coaching. And I waited till I was feeling real good the last couple weeks. So I just said, okay, I'm going to push the bicep. So Saturday morning I went to, I did some deadlifts and then I decided to do like a, like a circuit, like a circuit training with my biceps to see how it would go. And I felt fine. And then about eight o'clock at night, the lock, this locked up. And it's, it's fine. It's just, it's just super tender. It's not like I re-aggravated it. Well, I probably re-aggravated it, but I mean, like, it's not like it's in pain. It's just like super, super sore. What was it? The, the tendon or the COVID X? Uh-oh. Oh, I thought it was me. I was like, oh shoot. No, John locked the, up. The COVID vet. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a joke for the youtube folk man it, it is echoey so for, for the record we emptied out my office we got all this shelving into the, the closet because my wife because i told him because on one of my other podcasts someone was making fun of my backgrounds so i'm like okay i better clean this up a little bit and then uh, now there's nothing in this room and now it's echoey so now i have to fix that you can oh, see john. me now right oh yes there you are yeah, hi john, there you are, hi, john. I, was, I was killing time while you got while you tried to recover it was it's because i tried to do a commercial Oh, Charlie's butt from the great George O'Connor. Yep, just saying. I got my three. So, so anyway, sorry. Well, you you froze on COVID. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is your arm sore because of the tendon no, or the I, COVID vaccine? Well, I got the COVID vaccine in this arm, and there was this arm, this bicep. No, I went to do. A, I went to show a kid a throw, 
and I hadn't done anything in a year. And I, tw- I tensed, and I, I felt a giant pop right here. And I was like, I thought it tore it. Like I thought it was torn. Uh, it was just a just a little minor. It healed on its own. It hurt like a bitch for like three, four weeks. So, but it's better now. But yeah, so I'm back in the gym, training again. Feel great. I was just telling my wife before the show how great it feels just to go to the gym like super early in the morning. You know this, Dave. It's just yeah. great, super early in the morning when it's just you and like maybe five or six other people. And oh yeah, it's it's got like seven o'clock and like you're done. Like yep. for the you've got the whole day ahead of you. Yeah, and it energizes you for the day. It does. It really does. I yeah. love it, man. I missed it so much. I mean, it's so weird because like now I get home and I work, and then after lunch I usually go for a walk now too, just because it's like I'm still pumped, you know. And sitting on a computer all day sucks. <laughs> so it can. That's what my chiropractor tells me. Yeah, chiropractors are not fans of computer sitting. No, nope. I try to get into like dictating books. I just can't. My brain doesn't work as fast as my like verbally. I cannot keep up with my thoughts, and I wound up like because I got this dictation program right, and I was like I was trying to dictate a book, and the computer was like it was the spinning back. I was spending more time editing what I was doing than I was actually writing, and I'm like this yeah. is not helping me because I was yeah. like I got like five chapters done in the car like in like thirty minutes. I'm like oh my god, I'm killing. This is amazing. And then I went for the transcription. I'm like that's not English. <laughs> this is not. I don't know what I'm saying here. Like it's just. Which is kind of how I normally write anyway. But it was like I spent so much time cleaning that I was like, this is not saving me. Right, because that's not even real editing. That's just cleaning. It's cleaning it up. Like, yeah. and it's just trying to make sense of what the hell you thought you were writing. So, yeah, I try not to sit at the desk all the time. Fortunately, with the kid, I don't have a choice. I have to go. run around. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. Uh, you know what, though? You're talking about torn things. I have to get this checked out sometime. I don't know if you can see like I've got thanks we can see your guns are you flexing I've got a stent I got this I got this issue here (laughs) and and, and this one too and you know because my skin is so pale because my (laughs) skin is so pale and the lights bouncing off it you can't see I've got a dent in my arm here that's weird yeah so and every once in a while it hurts when I'm doing curls (laughs) So you've probably got some either tendonitis or you do have a bicep something going on. I'm, I'm so glad that people are, are enjoying our, you know, workout podcast. Isn't that what we have now? Yes. <laughs> no, no. This is an old man complaining about pains and aches while I'm working out. Yes. I get. Old man workout podcast. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. My mother-in-law was singing today because Andy's like, daddy tore, daddy hurt his bicep. And I'm like, that's fine. And she's like, yeah, your dad's over 40 now. So he, he has more aches and pains. And I'm like, <laughs> try hitting 50 dude i have a decade i'm good i'll pace it out <laughs> although those 30s went fast i can't believe it yeah they, they do they do my 40s have been slow really oh, slow. good oh good i hope they slowed down my first year I, in the 40s well, was you know well, an international pandemic that slowed the planet down so well i mean i did you know i, I did lose my wife so you know did that slow it down or did it make it speed up like how does uh, that like do you feel like days go by because I remember my dad, I've talked to my dad about this too, when he lost, when he lost his wife, is he felt like it went not faster, but like number. Yes. Number is that word? Like, I think it went slower at first because you notice every moment, you know, but then, you know, once you get back into your routines, you know, cause that's what it's, <laughs> okay. Now we're, they're the depressing old people podcast, but that's really what it's about after something like that is getting into your, back into your routines so that. You're you're constantly moving and you're not just sitting there depressed. So yeah, I think I think that's where my dad made his mistake is like he really slowed down life a lot after my mom died and he's never really recovered 
you know, like he really yeah. stopped working a lot. He stopped like going golfing and like doing things. And he just kind of, I don't know, like he said, he just turns, he turns 70 next month, but he's like 90, oh, you know? Yeah. I don't like, want to get like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's the way you don't want to be like, yeah, we were talking about that. He was talking about how like just numb he felt like it wasn't oh, like yeah. time moves. Like it was like everything just kind of runs together. Like all days, like they don't hey, matter. I was, hey, I, get, I was getting, getting divorced and losing your, your, your daughter does that too. I can see that. It, I can see that. It's depression. It basically oh, it well, makes everything feel unreal. I guess that's the other thing too. In my forties, my daughter graduated college, got married, and had three kids. She knocked that out really fast. Yes. So yeah, I mean that's the other thing. It's like a lot has happened in my forties. I guess that's why it's like feels like it's been a long <laughs> My wife and I were dating since high school. We dated for eight years before we got married. And then waited 10 more years to have a child. You know, wow. Breakneck speed on this relationship. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to take you 20 years to get a divorce. Anyway. Uh- Hope so. <laughs> Hope it takes a lot longer than that. All right, all right, all right. Enough of this. What the hell are we doing a podcast about I, I know, right? I I don't know what we're doing about. There's no no Falcon Winter Soldier to talk about this week. So we'll That feels with- weird, too. It's a that, void. That's I was, depressing. I was telling my wife, like, for the first time since January, we've had no Marvel stuff to like really talk about yeah so so luckily we've got social media madness to talk about oh, that's not luck that's the opposite of luck <laughs> death so, we're, so we're, we'll start with uh first. of course of course we talked about the falcon and winter soldier finale and, and the overall season last week and uh, timothy jones had this to say this series is great falcon has always been one of my favorite characters from the comics so to see him and as cap in the mcu is awesome it would be it would have been funny if he just once flipped somebody the bird. Insert JD's line here. I'm not your monkey. <laughs> I don't do. I don't dance when you say, "Hey, dance." <laughs> you killed the gag. Now I'm not gonna. Now I'm not gonna plug sour grapes available at finder papers across this great land. It's amazing how he made you do that. It must be subliminal <laughs> messaging in his tweets. I don't know. <laughs> That was super liminal. He told me to do it. Yes, that's super liminal. Hey, hey, dude, plug this. Oh, that was on The Simpsons. Yes, Ivan at Nuage. Hey, you join join the Navy. Okay. Yeah, we do. We do. We do subliminal, liminal, and super liminal. What's super liminal? Hey, you join the Navy. I've often, if I had the time and the inclination, I would love to do a podcast. Where you just review every single episode of The Simpsons, or at least the first like ten seasons before it kind of goes down. There. I was gonna say every single episode. We're gonna hit our sixties, man. Seventies, maybe. I mean, like the show's been on for God, the thirty show's years. Still on. So what are you talking about? Yeah, but nobody watches anymore. I mean, now like the the standard for what keeps things on TV is so much lower than it was thirty yeah. years ago. True. True. So we also had talked about Indiana Jones 5. With, Why uh, did we do that again? Phoebe Waller-Bridge is being cast in a leading role. And Megapodtastic chimed in. He said, I am not familiar with her, but I hear she is a really good writer from other people, and she was really good in Solo, a Star Wars story. The bottom line is I have faith in everyone involved. I have faith in Disney, Lucasfilm, Steven Spielberg, who is still producing, and James Mangold. Uh, Matt Mangold. James um, Mangold, James Holland, James Mangold uh, did Logan. He yeah. did Walk the Line, I, I, like I, Oliver and Company. I have nothing against nothing against James Mangold, Disney or Lucasfilm. The issue isn't that; it's seeing an eighty-year-old Harrison Ford running around with a whip. 
Okay, let's put let me put it to you like this. Logan is pretty much old man Logan. Like but I think he, he was like, actually old. He's just made to look old. He was, but he was made to look old, right? So right. I mean, like you know, what's even more effective than being made to look old? Actually, being old. So if this is like the Indiana Jones equivalent of, I didn't know, man, I forgot Mangold was involved. Now I have like renewed hope. If this is like old man Logan, but like old man Doctor Jones, old Doctor Jones, something like that, I I'm a little bit more intrigued. You think that's what they're going to go with? I think they have to go with it. What else are we going to do? He, he He's going to break a hip if he tries to do any stunts. He might actually. I mean, that's not funny because he actually did get hurt in Star Wars, so he may actually break a hip. Yeah. Because Harrison mean, Ford don't care. That's what I'm saying. Him running around in, in Force Awakens looked bad. You know? Yeah, special and effects it, are a little bit better now. It's been five. It's been six years. And and even in Crystal Skull, he was, well, everything was, bad he was Skull. too old to be believable running around doing that stuff yeah i don't know i don't go to indiana jones movies for believability <laughs> i mean i know he survived the nuclear blast in the refrigerator i get it well he he before that he survived the ark of the covenant and the specter of death dissolving nazis he kept his eyes closed he did keep his eyes closed which was critical that, that's that's all you have to do but i mean like he's a survivor yeah well yeah but there's there's surviving through guile and surviving through plot device the plot contrivance. It depends. On, it depends on. It depends on who's writing the script, right? Like yeah. the contrivance is the refrigerator. That's definitely a contrivance. Like it's yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what they do this time around. All right. And it then, can't be worse. Well, it can't. No, the, the Crystal Skull sucked. There's no way it can be worse. Than well, no, I'll stake my claim on this. That's what we thought about the latest Star Wars trilogy, but <laughs> and I like the Star Wars trilogy. I know you didn't. And it's controversial. It has its fans. Well, <laughs> it, does. it does. It's not Mandalorian, but you know, it's better than the prequel trilogy. No, man, don't put Mandalorian in the same sentence as those those pieces. But of garbage. It is better than the prequel trilogy. Yeah, because those haven't aged great. How much can you listen to trade talk negotiations? True. Apparently, three movies worth. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. All right. And finally, Oops. so Wizards not giving this up, huh? The, the this is not ending. Anytime soon. So, so wizard did retweet us this last week, but with the message of we still haven't forgiven superhero speak for their besmirching of bald dudes. Appreciate but, the alliteration, but listen to them anyway. For oh, the don't pull your hair out over it. Come on, for the related content. And then to go a step further, Joey took a picture of me and him from New York Comic Con last year with and put a caption. Joey proving bald is beautiful with Dave from Superhero Speak at New York Comic Con 2018. We are tentatively planning for, okay, New York Comic Con this year. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> Can't wait to see friends and listeners and big booby cosplayers again. Anyway. Dave, you've lost a lot of weight. Like, I see you every week, so I don't really notice it. But looking at this picture, it's, like, remarkable mm. how much weight you've lost. Like, it's really impressive, man. Kudos to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Take the compliment. I'm giving you a compliment. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that shirt that I'm wearing there is a 3X and it's, you know, a little tight. So that's what I knew. You're, I wearing, a, you're wearing an XL right now with a gigantic neck on it now that I'm looking at it. But yeah, well, it's because it's older. It's stretched out. Yeah. Bacon necks are the most annoying things. I can't stand it. So, so yeah. So, John, they're not going to let it die. Like his hair? <laughs> Sometimes you got to sink that cue ball in the side pocket. <laughs> I'll throw gas on the swear. I don't got nothing to lose. <laughs> well, JD, you and I have hair. So, I mean. Long, beautiful. We did that joke already. Yes. Uh, 
All right, all right. Let's and you're all going to hear this next week. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, we got Now it's a thing. Yeah, like, it's going to keep going. Like, it's a thing now. This is this is the this is the flame war. This is the podcast flame war. We're the anti-bold. We're the anti-bald cast. <laughs> Look at that picture of you, of Dave and, and, and him, but I can't see it for the shine. I saw- <laughs> oh, see, now you're getting beat. Yeah. Now, <laughs> wow. Now you're, now you're actually like making insults. Just a little cruel. Yeah. I don't, I do, superhero speaks a podcast. It's not condoned, nor do we, oh, how does that go? Shit. Nor, nor do we approve of John O'Grady's speech. They're, his words are his own. Most people don't. <laughs> no, no, they don't. All right, all right. Let's move on to our semifinal or quarterfinals for the Nerd Madness this week. We had first up on comics, we had Thor, Donny Cates Thor versus Immortal Hulk. And Immortal Hulk squeaks it out at 56.3% to 43.8%. Uh, we had, it's pretty commanding. I wouldn't call that a squeak, but yes, it's good performance. Yeah. Is that what you expected? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Immortal Hulk was more well received. Don um, Don Don was praising Immortal Hulk. He said this is the one to watch. So yeah. Hmm. So John Taloni said, "I voted Thor, but I'm thinking Simpson, Simonson, Thor. The early Kirby Lee issues, the Celestial Saga, even the Starzinski stuff. The recent storylines have been awful. Well, that's you were voting for. So this is not a listener. Yes, and uh, Jason Morez said." Kate's Thor is basically good with some mediocre stuff. Mortal Hulk is a classic run and the best Marvel book in only Zardinsky's Daredevil coming close. No contest. So, all right. That was, see, there was somebody who, who listen. listens or at <laughs> mm-hmm. least knew what he was voting on. Appreciate uh, Yes. Moving on to anime, John. We had, of course, Attack on Titan versus Doctor Stone I'm, in season two. In a I'm, whooping, a whooping. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised, but especially since this is Attack on Titan's last season, and it, uh, apparently it's killing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really. Although Doctor Stone, I think, has a lot more staying power. I think when so, Attack on Titan is done, it'll just fade. But Doctor Stone has got this this thing going where it's going to be shown in science classes and stuff for a while. Has an attack on Titan been around like forever now with it, with a really popular it's, manga. It's been around for, for quite a while. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, attack on Titan takes it 76 to 24%. And the gorilla brain podcast said attack on Titan is fantabulous top to bottom. Yeah. That's what I hear. Wait, you don't watch attack on Titan. I started it once and never got around to it. But I've watched so much other anime. Like I just, I every time I think of going to it, I I start another one. I've all, I've all actually only watched a few episodes, to be honest with you. But it's funny because like Greg, who doesn't like normally watch anime, at one of the conventions one time, he was just. He, I walk up and he's like, he's got an Attack on Titan badge on his shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's that about? He's like, I just started watching this show. It's great. Like oh, he, he started watching it at the convention. And then just started binging the whole thing. So, yeah. And, like, I mean, anyone who knows, Greg did a bunch of Attack on Titan pieces mm-hmm. uh, when the show first came out. Hey, it's right. I have one of his Mik- uh, Mikasas. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, if, 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 you know, a guy who doesn't watch anime likes it, you know, then I got to check it out. So, it's not bad. All right, guys. This was the tough one. TV. This wasn't tough to the audience. This was kind of a. I know. Wow. Commanding win. You were right. I thought it'd be closer. 
WandaVision versus The Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian takes it at 67.8% to 32.2%. This so actually, man, the Mandalorian's a force to reckon with. This is the... This is actually the poll that got the most votes as well for this round. And uh, so the Girl Brain Podcast commented, I still haven't picked. And then has the two hours later, anyone who mm-hmm. watches SpongeBob gets that. Ziggy said Mandalorian all the way. Podcast HQ gave us Agatha. Winking, yeah, winking, winking Agatha. Agatha. So obviously they must have voted for WandaVision. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean... Obviously, I mean, Mandalorian, especially season two, we had Luke Skywalker come back. It's kind of hard to beat Luke, you know. It's been a great year for Marvel TV or for uh, Disney TV, but that's still the moment. Yeah, always will be. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top that for like the rest of time. The rest of time? Wow, you're it's Luke Skywalker, man. Yes. Yeah, how, how, many ti- how many times can you put a moment like that together, you know? It's like, yeah, they almost had a moment like that in Falcon Winter Soldier, but we'll get to that. All right. And then finally, our movie mad madness, nerd madness matchup this week. Not too, like, not, not too big nerdy films. So there wasn't any comments on this one. It was One Night in Miami versus Coming to America. And One Night in Miami took it 52.6% to 47.4%. No surprise. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So yeah, that is this week's nerd madness. So yeah, it's shaping up. We're, we're getting close, getting near the end, guys. So someone just sent me a nice gif or not a nice meme. I'm going to send it in the chat because I think this is funny, and I think you should attach it to uh, some social media this week. Oh, okay. I literally, I literally just got it. So give me one second. It's coming over. Well, it while is, we wait for that, yeah, here's our good me. friend D Square to tell you. How you can follow us on social media and be part of Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day make sure and follow us on twitter at superhero speak and while you're there check out the rest of the geek world all-stars podcast network you can follow them at stars underscore geek the geek world all-star podcast network include great programs such as the pop prison power podcast cult 45 so wizard fans on patrol the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right. Thank you for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, boys and girls, we're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And uh, yeah, news. So, so JD sent us a wonderful GIF or meme. Meme. 
to, to look at and look for it on social media. But it ties right into our first article this week. So Marvel decided to set out a sizzler reel for other upcoming projects. Was it today was posted or was it yesterday? I don't remember. I think um, it was this morning. It was this morning it was posted. First off, they're, they they got me they they got me in the feels with the Stan Lee intro at the beginning. Man, they really made that work really well. Oh yeah. Anybody know what that's from? It was an interview. Just an interview. I've seen, I, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that clip before. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's Stan. Come on. Of course, there's always magic in his words. So it showed, of course, clips from upcoming Black Widow, Shang Chi, and we got our first look at the Eternals coming out later this year. And then, of course, they also confirmed, well, they said it before, but Fantastic Four at the end of it as well. So so you guys watched it. What did you think? I, I At first, I felt I thought it was a fan trailer because of how much they lied. They, they like, leaned into the old stuff. Right, right, right. And it wasn't, and I thought I, thought I got got until closer to the end. Well, yeah, I mean, once you saw the Eternals, yeah. you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it, so... I don't have any opinions on the Eternals, to be honest with you. But the video itself is really good. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't get a cosmic feeling from the Eternals footage that we saw. Yeah, me so. neither. I don't. I still don't know what we're doing with the Eternals. Like, I know nothing about this, so yeah. I'm kind of like, well, I can't say I hate it. I I think we should just wait. In Feige, we trust. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I have nothing. I have nothing negative or positive to say about it because it's like we saw a couple of out of context clips. Right. And they weren't the clips; they're like you know, a couple moments. Like they could right. have been from any movie. The only the only thing that's different about this is that, <clears throat> I mean, while while the casting for the rest of the the shows has been you know people you may know, but not huge stars. This one's got Selma Hayek, Gemma Chan, Angelina Jolie. I mean, you know, Kit yeah. Harrington. Like the, you know, these 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 are not small names. So you know, and it has it has bigger stars in some of the main roles. That's the other thing. Like we've had bigger stars, but they've always been supporting characters, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this like they did this on purpose because it's the Eternals and they need to. They need that extra oomph to drive. I, I think you're right. It. I think yeah, you're right. I, I I agree. I think there's fear because like who here's read the Eternals? You know, it's it's not their most popular book. It's and you could say that about saying about Guardians of the Galaxy, but at least when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, it was coming off its most popular. It was still kind of cultish, but I mean, it was still coming off its most popular run on the characters in the yeah. comic. The Eternals has never really been a thing. I mean, Neil Gaiman wrote them, and everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I don't see a lot of... That's the funny thing. Like, you don't see a lot of excitement online for the Eternals. So. No, you don't. And I think they they got to release a real trailer at some point if they're going to get people excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, because when they released that first Guardians trailer, you're like, yes. Yeah, I won everyone over. That, yeah, totally. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll I think I, I'd go to see it just to see Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek. Are you kidding me? And, yeah. and and not because they're good looking women, but because they're actually good actors too. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there's got to be something that comes out of this. And it doesn't hurt that they're good looking women. Well, it doesn't, but, you know, they're, I mean, with those two in it, and, and Gemma Chan too. And, you know, I, I don't know, Kid Harrington, I'm kind of soured on him because of Game of Thrones, but, but like. He didn't write it. I, I know he didn't write it. 
but I just, you know, it's kind of hard to get past the, you know, just looking dour in into the distance and not doing anything for an entire plot. But, but, but the, you know, I still, I mean, something has to come out of this. I mean, I, I not, not, we, we've had large casts of, of, you know, A-list actors before and movies have gone down the tubes, but you know, this is Marvel. This is Ken Feige. I can't see this at least not being, you know, well, better this, than Dark World. This actually brings up uh, an interesting point. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I still there are still people out there who keep saying this, and it's it's true. Is that how long before the Marvel bubble bursts? You know, like, that, oh, you locked up again, John. He was just about yeah. to make a very important point. I, mean, I was. Am I back? Yes, you're back now. Okay. That that would be Black Bolt and and whatever those the that Inhumans yeah the Inhumans right yes but <laughs> number one they made that a miniseries so they put it on TV like they knew it wasn't good so they like like let's just put this on TV not in the movie theater but yeah I don't know I mean because let's let's like there are definitely movies that aren't everyone's favorite in the collection I mean you know there are a lot of people who hate Iron Man three there's a lot of people who don't like Iron Man two. But they weren't as bad as the Eternals. Like, the Eternals uh, is the worst. Thor, the Dark World. The Eternals doesn't even come out yet. I mean, not Eternals. I mean, the Inhumans. God, I keep missing. See, I'm <laughs> missing. Mean, that's probably a bad thing. Inhumans is just bad TV. Like, yeah. So that's like way. The Inhumans is on the same level of like, you know, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. Right. Yeah. Right. So, it, yeah. I mean, it, and it's tough to compare movies to TV, but like, and that's my thing, though, too. Are they going to ever come out with a movie, one movie that's that bad that everyone stops going to see Marvel movies? And I don't see that happening. No, because even if it's one bad movie, there are other... There's five got, behind it. Yeah, yeah well, and and, there, and most of them are series. So, you know, you're not right. going to... you're Like uh, Thor Dark World 2 did sour you on going to see Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so we shall see. We had spoken about missed opportunities earlier. And uh, first off, I didn't include the article, but I saw, I heard the other day that there was a planned, originally there was a planned cameo for Old Man Cap in Falcon Winter Soldier. It would have taken away from it, though. And that's that's the whole thing. They kind of said that they felt that it would have taken away from Falcon becoming Captain America. So they didn't want anything to take away from that. That's why they kind of nixed it at the last minute. Besides, he's busy on the moon, so... Oh my God! That's one of those things from yeah. Once, once you know, they keep line. saying it. They keep saying it. They keep alluding to that or making it a joke in these shows, and they're going to make it something. <laughs> no, they probably are because he's probably hanging out with the Watcher. It's probably that sword ba- base that's in outer space, and, or the yeah. sword base, or was yeah. it the blue area of the moon? That's another yeah, Inhumans thing. Yeah, well, but the the showrunner for Falcon and Winter Soldier had written and wanted a Spider-Man cameo in the show. That wouldn't have made any sense. He was, he was supposed to be in the climax of the of the show when the come into the final battle and the and Kevin Feige, the man himself at the top nixed it and said no, that's not allowed. You can't do that. Can't have it and he would have gotten involved. No, no. It, well, probably, but when I read the article it was more like because of where Home, not home alone. Jeez, far from home. Far from home. End it, and things that are coming up in No Way Home, and they didn't want to like take away from the the story. They like they said that would be too much to take away from Falcon Winter Soldier, and and just yeah. But you're right. You're right. 
there, but there probably is something too. Sony probably was like, nah, you can't do that. Well, if they said, no, you can't do it, I'm sure like, well, now what do we get for that? Well, that's true too. And I'm sure Disney was like, nothing. You go ahead, your Netflix. Yeah. So go ahead, your <clears throat> Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It would have been cool, I think. But I love Spider Man, so I, I want to see him anywhere. But yeah, I, like, what, how would you think they would have made him fit? Right. That's just the point. It wouldn't have fit. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I see mean, it. obviously, they had an idea for the story and they didn't just like throw it out there. I don't or know. maybe they did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't see how they, I honestly don't see how they would have got this one to fit this time. You know, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense to me because there's well, no like natural opportunity. But there's people who always make the opposite argument too. Like, if all these heroes are in New York and all this stuff is going on in on in New York, why don't we see more of the heroes interact all the time? Because it detracts from the story that you're being told in that one show. That's the answer. Yeah, and there's a lot of logistics that have to be like finagled just to make this one little cameo work and if it makes sense for the story i'm all for it but if it doesn't and like the fact that we can't see the real opening where it would have made sense it's probably the right call all right all right well speaking of shows on disney plus i don't know if you guys know this or not but they are they do apparently are moving forward with an iron heart series for disney plus and just, uh, there's like no end to what they're making what are, why they're would, up them. And why they would have, you do it they have got a uh a head writer or showrunner for it, Chinaka Hodge, who has, let me see real quick. Shoot, I can't find her credits. Snow, oh, she worked on Snowpiercer for TNT and Amazing Stories Reboot for Apple. So, Snowpiercer's good. Yep. So, yeah, so she will be heading up the Ironheart writing team. So that'll be interesting. That's good. Um, kind of curious how they're going to do it. Like, yeah, me too. You know, because there's no, been no hint of an Ironheart type character up until now i mean but obviously we'll get the origin and whatnot but like here's my issue i don't have an issue with them doing ironheart but but what i have the issue with is it works in a world where tony stark doesn't have any children well his actual child is too i imagine they will use his real child but his real child's like five like i love my five-year-old but he he thinks he's a superhero he should not be a superhero right i mean you can always say 10 years in the future but then it's not then it's not in, in current continuity yeah well, there's a lot of stuff that none of the stuff we're currently watching is in current continuity. Sure, it is. It's all five year blip. Yeah, that is the con. The continuity <laughs> is post five year blip, as know. established in the Endgame film. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I want to. I'm going to lay this one to judgment. I've never read a single Riri Williams book. I don't know anything really about well, the character, so you know, the, I'm like agnostic on this whole thing. The other thing is, like, she had. There's a Tony Stark AI in that show or in that comic. You know, there is. There is. So it's like, do you bring Robert Downey Jr. back? Theoretically, you know? yes. The question is, is, does he want to? And what are you willing to spend? Yeah. I mean, because he could probably do the whole thing from home in front of a green screen. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, if he wants to make Dr. Doolittle 2, then he, yeah, he could do a but few. But he's got the months. money. Like, he's got all the money. It's all going to come down to how bored is he? Does he want to be, does he want any part of Tony Stark again? And people say, well, they should have done this. <clears throat> if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. Right? Sure. Like, the only reason we got rid of Captain America is because Chris Evans thought it was time. Yes, apparently. That's the rumor. Yeah. There's also a rumor that, you know, he negotiated to come back. So I want to see what happens with that. I want to see where they're going. It's going to be interesting. You know, it'd be cool. You know, it'd be really cool. What would be really cool? Because again, in the, in the cap comics, the hate monger is a Steve Rogers clone, essentially. Yes. So it'd be cool if they had 
Chris Evans come back to play an evil Captain America to face against Sam, right? And the Sam comes back, or Sam's like Captain America, and then Steve Rogers is quote-unquote back, and it gets him to question his role as Captain America, uh, right? I would like that. Is that the plot of Captain America 4? I have no idea. I'm making this up on the fly. Mm. Yes, but we could start a rumor right now. Oh, we could. That's what they're doing. Chris Evans has been cast to play. Oh, Dave, totally tweet that out. Let's see if we can get a real rumor started. <laughs> <clears throat> like, seriously, like, anyone, let, let, let's, this is a test for anyone who listens to the show. We are going to start a rumor. We've joked about this for a long time. Let's see if we can actually do it. All right. So, Chris I heard Evans. It from, I heard it from a source. I've heard, I heard from a source. Sources Chris Evans, say Chris Evans is going to play the hate monger in Captain America 4. Yes. Let's see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. All right. Wow. So, sociological experiment. We'll, we'll definitely weed out the listeners from the non-listeners with that. Work in the marks. Yes. All right. Well, let's move across the aisle then to DC. Yo. And Finn Whitrock. That is the fakest name I've ever heard in my entire life. Has been cast to star in the HBO Max Green Lantern show as Guy Gardner. Rick Dingleswurf is playing Kilowog. Sorry, <laughs> this guy's name just sounds completely made up. <laughs> so I'm confused because I knew they were making a Green Lantern Corps show. I didn't know Guy Gardner was the main lantern in the show. I don't know if he is the main lantern. This is a a starring role. I think it's going to be Guy, John, and and Kyle. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because I don't know. Could you watch a Guy Gardner Green Lantern show? Yeah, he's a jerk. He's as a, long as he's got, he's a he's a much better like side character, like uh, not a side character, but a much better. He's an antihero. Yeah, and he plays off he plays off other heroes well too, because he's mm-hmm. such a jerk. There goes my sound group. We're we're watching JD's son grab his soundproofing, <laughs> aka hey, a small bed. Apparently, what's up? Are you supposed to be in here while Dad's working? Mom's mom's up. Well, you should probably go downstairs with mom. Uh, actually, she's gonna give me a bath on. Yeah, okay, so let's get say hi to everybody, say bye, and then go out the, and then head out. Okay. That's gonna have to be the plan. Excuse me, <laughs> hey, Andrew. Say hi. 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 Hello. He's a camera whore already. All right. One. You want a two? Two. Okay. Daddy, you want that present you want? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Close the door. Do not cut any, do not cut any of this out. I will be back. Hang on. Hey, man. Come on. Time to go. Mom will be back tomorrow. I need you to go. I know. You can wait in my room. Okay? Not in here. Not in here. Can I show my snorkeling mask? You're not going to show them your snorkeling mask. Because Dad's working. Guys, so I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, dear. I've never seen that before. <laughs> he's going to play Guy Gardner. Andrew? Yes, he's yes. a good one. Yes. Um, I think he's going to be an actor. I think he's going to want Because he sure likes to perform. Nice. Yeah, they all do at that age. So, yeah, Guy Gardner, I think he works well playing off of people. If they have a good Kyle Rayner and a good John Stewart, I think this could this could be all right. Yeah. yeah. Are we, are we looking Ooh. forward to the Green Lantern show? I think I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where my wife is. The, the look on your face sells the whole thing, by the way. Pardon me for a moment, Dave. Okay. So, 
So, John, what do you want from a Green Lantern TV show? That's too big. I want from a Green Lantern TV show the kind of chemistry between the characters that the Green Lantern animated series had. I was very sorry to see that go. That was amazing. The writing was brilliant on it. It really was. That was probably the last really good thing that Bruce Timm did. Yeah. Right? It was... What? I'm sorry, what? Who did that? Who? Bruce Timm. Yeah. Bruce Timm. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Was he, but he was yeah. a, he was a writer yeah okay he's a he's a showrunner or he's the uh, producer I, I forget who the actual showrunner is but it's his it's his universe it's his show right yeah well yeah that I that I knew but it's like I feel like uh, Paul Denny I don't know no it it felt like a Straczynski script no. but no no no, no. Am I a, a, a little a little bit because of the relationship between the Red Lantern and the AI. <laughs> Ah, uh, maybe. Straczynski and, and what, Tartakovsky, Gennady Tartakovsky, they both have a penchant for, you know, making star-crossed lovers that are just going to be tragic as hell. Yeah. Oh, boy, I know about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, tragic love is what I'm saying. Take, taking, a, taking a pause. A pause? You have pause? No, no. My my cat is, uh, my cat is over, over there. Ah. Uh. JD is trying to evict his son from his office. And he's oh, he's not trying very, hard. He's not being very. Oh, 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 oh! Got him out. Doors closed and back. I think we were getting a little frustrated because we couldn't get our snorkeling mask on. Mm. <laughs> oh. yes. Well, you know that's important. Snorkeling is important. What, what about? It's important to show you guys how cool he looks with the snorkeling mm. mask. What and about you couldn't you, get it on. What about you, JD? Besides snorkeling, what do you want from a Green Lantern TV show? I want the relationships of the characters. I want I want you to I want people to understand what the Green Lanterns are, which is pretty much like space cops. Right. Right. So I basically want NYPD, you know, NYPD Blue or the Shield with powers. <laughs> green guys, green guys, what you gonna do? <laughs> right. And like Guy Gardner should not necessarily like Guy Gardner plays a great antagonist role within the Force. Yeah, you know, like this could be a great show. I don't know. They haven't told us about it. I hope John Stewart's the lead, right? Because mm-hmm. you could have John Stewart be a little bit like battle hardened, and have Kyle Rayner, the young rookie, and then there's Guy Gardner, who's the super shady guy. That's what. That's yeah. what I would. That's what I would do, and that's what I hope we see. What we're gonna get, I have no idea. Yeah. Be- before we go on to the next one, can I just mention one thing that we seem to have skipped over? Sure. Uh oh. The the poster the, in the video for Marvel, right? The very end, the very last quick was it uh, showing of, of one of the, the upcoming movies that they show is Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no date or anything. They just show the logo real quick. But is it just me, or isn't that the most exciting thing in there? Like to finally see a real Fantastic Four movie that might actually be good. Well. <laughs> I think we're all cautiously optimistic, but we need yeah. to see something first. I have right? good feelings about this. I like John Water. Like he's done great work with Spider-Man. So I think he's the right guy to do this. I want to know more before I get excited. But yeah. can you imagine what effect that's going to have on the greater, the greater MCU to have I, yeah, I Mr. Think. Fantastic in there? I mean, you know, Reed Richards, like, you know. Well, I'm more excited for the human torch. Uh, yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with you because, I mean, Reed Richards can also fill some of that uh, void from, from yeah, the, the Stark void. But mm-hmm. number one, we don't even have like a script or anything yet. We have nothing. We don't know how they're going to fit them into the greater MCU. And it's like we've already been disappointed quite a few times, especially with that last 
Fantastic Four movie. Well, that was bad. Has Josh Trank done anything since that? Or did he just completely nuke his career with that movie? That's a good question. I wonder how we could get the answer. Hmm. John? John, what? to the internet. Yeah, usually the guy who looks stuff up, that's why. To the yeah. internet. I'm what searching the tubes do? now. Well, while he looks that up, yes, I definitely agree with you, J.D., that the Green Lantern show should... He did Capone after the Fantastic. Oh, I heard that was horrible too. I never heard they made a Capone movie. Yeah, it was a yeah, exactly. Netflix. That's the problem. It was like a made-for-Netflix movie, and it was uh, Hardy as Capone, as like an old man. Tom Hardy. Yeah. How he, I never heard of this. He's he's literally did he did oh but he did Chronicle. He did do Chronicle. He did Chronicle yeah. before he got. He did Fantastic Chronicle, before, and that's how he got Fantastic Four. How right. the hell they thought he could do Fantastic Four after Chronicle? I don't know. But that's it. He did well, Fantastic Four in twenty fifteen, and then Capone in twenty twenty. But that's that's the Marvel. That's like the Marvel Studios thing. Is they, they yeah. someone cuts their teeth on you know low budget films, and they give them a big budget film, and yep. they just didn't they didn't do a very good job of it. Well, that, yeah, but it wasn't Marvel; it was Sony, right? But I know, but they were following the pattern, right? Oh yeah. They're not they Sony just, Fox. I mean, even Chris, Fox, Fox, excuse me, Fox. That's I, I even get, Christopher Nolan. Like Christopher Nolan made two, like one really low budget movie, and then like a modestly budgeted movie, and then they gave him Batman. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel some vetting was mi- missing. Oh, for sure, for oh, sure, yeah, wrong guy. Because they remember after Fantastic Four, it turned out like he was really screwing up the Boba Fett movie. Yes, like they trusted him way too much. Yeah. So. Eh. That's why we didn't get a Boba Fett movie. That's why we didn't get a Boba Fett. But now we get the book of Boba Fett, so that's even exactly. better. Exactly. Everything works out. Sometimes wow. guys turn into, oh, God, who's the guy that made the Deer Hunter? Why can't I think of his name? Shoot, the guy who made Deer Hunter. So he comes out with Deer Hunter, this amazing movie that everybody loves. And then he follows it up with Gates of Heaven. And this is a movie where they're, like, importing tree. Like, he spends so much money. And he is importing like various trees and stuff like that. He just wastes it. It's complete total bomb in the box office. Right. Directed by Michael Camino. Michael Camino. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Like that's pretty much it for him doing like big budget things. After yeah. doing an Oscar winning movie like right out of the gate. All all the all the references <laughs> after that are for a rock band called the Deer Hunter. <laughs> so all right. it's the only thing that came out of it. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that aren't bad, they have confirmed Kung Fu was getting a season two. John, I thought you'd be excited about that. It's yeah, it's it's supposed to be pretty good. Stargirl got renewed for season three before season two even airs. That I'm very happy about. That's bold when they do that. Yes, but you made a comment earlier, JD, that I think harkens back to this: is what what the quality of things that keep things on tv anymore isn't the same as it used to be so i mean the quality is the wrong term but i mean yeah, like, not quality uh, quantities no or? it's just it's like the the level of what is acceptable for television as far as like views and ratings yeah, is ratings. significantly lower than it once was right so it's like you can get away with a lot more like you don't have to be the hit right out of the gate because like by the mid-2000s if you weren't a hit like a hit immediately networks were like Oh yeah, some some sometimes <laughs> was that on purpose? I hit, I hit, I hit, no, I, it worked out. It was really well timed for the YouTube viewers. Are going to get a kick out of that? Um, <clears throat> I smacked my computer on accident. No, it's you it guys get out of here. Yeah, it was. Got, it was get. I was get out of here. You were demonstrating the hit. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, so now we're back to kind of what it was in the seventies and eighties a little bit, where stuff's allowed to breathe and, and kind of grow. And now they just let things 
they just let things go. Why cancel anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's we've talked about this before. Firefly got canceled with numbers that would be a hit today. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the TV audience is so much more segmented than it is today. Like the stuff that's the top of TV audience gets canceled in the 90s. Yeah. Right? TV just isn't like you get stuff now that's getting like on network TV, you can make two, three million viewers a night. And that people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then like back in the 80s and 90s, you'd have like 10 to 20 million viewers on a thing. It's just people's attention is far more divided now, which is actually good, I think, for television because it gives us a chance to blossom a little bit more and tell more in-depth, more thorough stories that don't have to like play to, well, this is what, you know, this is what this quarter hour breakdown was. And this is what, you know, it's, it's better. Yeah, no, I agree. And so, could you imagine all the spoilers you'd get if, if everyone watched a TV show? Oh my God, it'd be ridiculous. But again, not really because remember we had to watch TV. Remember, do you remember back this? There was really no spoilers because everybody watched a show when it was on. Well, that's true. You know, cause you had to. Yeah, unless you were like you were one of those people that knew how to wire their VCR you and realize, could program it. You realize your son is never going to understand that. He already does. He doesn't get it already. Like we'll talk about TV stuff, and he's like, "Did you? What did you watch when you were a kid? Did you watch Winnie the Pooh?" I'm like, "Yeah." So like, how many times a day? And I'm like, "Once." It was on yeah. one time a day, and he's like, "How was it on Netflix or Amazon?" Oh, yeah. I'm like, "Well, Disney in that case, like Disney or Channel Seven." And he's like, "What?" Like, yeah, he already has zero concept of like. TV, like like hey, what we see is what we know is what what he that, knows is TV is so different. That, hey, John Freeze again. John Freeze froze again. Then Un- unfrozen caveman O'Grady. Oh, uh, he unfrozen froze again. Yes, we got hand trails. Yes, oh, he's really he's locked in place. There we go. Hello, can I? Oh. Hello, can I? Can I talk now? I can't. Can you? I don't know. <laughs> it, now my internet's been doing this all day. It's my provider. <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, no seriously it is something's wrong with it but no it reminds me of something my daughter once asked me when i uh, we were watching uh, i don't know if it was wizard of oz or something and she asked me so were, were people black and white back in the old days and he says something similar to that he's like when did color was it black and white when you were a kid yeah <laughs> like they just don't i mean they don't understand it now we watching wizard of oz i'm like no buddy this is actually sepia this isn't even black and white yeah I know. this is cheating black and white to begin with like yeah you know, they just i'm pretty sure i asked my dad the same question when i was a little kid it's just I remember we we grew up in the era when cable like boom i remember asking my dad did you have cable and he was like, no. My mom used to say, like, people talk about cable in the 60s like it was some kind of communist threat. Like, they're going to pay. They're going to make you pay to watch television. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's true. And and everyone did. We did. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember stories like my mom and dad talking about, like, oh, the first person in the neighborhood to get a TV. And, like, everyone would go over to their house to watch, you know, to watch a show on, on whatever night, you know. My yeah. grandma. My grandma tells a story told he'd been dead for a long time about going to listen, going to a neighbor's house and neighbor back then was like, you know, a mile away to listen to the Joe Lewis fight and jumping up when Joe Lewis knocked out Schmeling and cutting up her knees. So, I mean, like that's a completely different media consumption world. You know, it's like, wow. I mean, I remember hearing that story. I'm like, who's Joe Lewis? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was a kid. I didn't know. I know now, but I mean, like, I remember nodding like, Oh, who are you talking to? Who's this person? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness, he didn't know who Joe Lewis was. I was eight. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Every eight-year-old should know who Joe Lewis was. Every eight-year-old in the 80s should know a fighter who peaked in 1941. Yes. Yes. But yeah, like I said, I'm fascinated to know what his kids are going to like as far as media consumption. 
Speaking of peaking they, in 1941. Dad, did they transport it right in your brain when you were a kid? <laughs> I mean, that's like, what else do we have? Like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I remember watching those old AT&T commercials from like the 90s and they like predict a lot of stuff that actually winds up happening. Like on-demand television and like, you know, imagine taking effects at the beach. And like, yeah, we all have phones now. Be easy. It's just, you know what I'm talking about? You guys ever see those commercials from like AT&T from like back in like 92, 93? I remember, I remember that line right. of facts at the beach, but like, why? Hang on. Why would anyone want to fax at the beach? Well, why do we take our phones to the beach? A lot of people do, yes. I do. We all do. Everyone takes their phone to the beach. I don't go to the beach, so. so you're missing out. So, speaking of peaking in 1941, DC fandom. John, are you trying to push us along here? <laughs> yeah, well, we still have a main thing to do. Matt watched the show. Matt's listening to the show. Matt goes, I like the show so much better when you guys just kind of ramble. <laughs> yes, we're talking about Joe Lewis here. Come on. All right, fine. We're an Irish old. Speaking of things, speaking of things that are good that are coming back. Well, Joe Lewis isn't coming back. Be pretty cool if he did. <laughs> well, you know, I got the boards up for the zombie apocalypse. So they're doing doing another DC fandom this year, October sixteenth of this year, twenty twenty one. Now, I find that interesting because you know it kind of took the place of like New York Comic Con last year. Yeah. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't do a fan. I don't know why companies wouldn't want to control how they do their messaging from here on out, right? Because well, he was pulling away from Comic Cons for the last five, six years before this happened, right? That's it's not not just Comic Cons, but like all different conventions, like tech yeah, conventions. Yeah. Say, like Nintendo and Sony so, were pulling out of like. Yeah, you three. guys. You guys beat me to the question. I was going to ask is. Do you think this is going to affect conventions going forward? Do you think they're all going to start doing this? Like Marvel going to just go do their own thing? E23 and stuff? Yeah, I do, actually. Because they could – why not control the message? I mean, like, and then conventions can kind of go back. Because remember, when I first joined the show, we were kind of having the the conversation of have conventions lost their way completely, right? And now it seems like if if these media corporations really do steer their own ship, we can go back to shows just being about comics and cosplaying and, like, you know, getting together and meeting creators and all stuff and not necessarily just about media push. That would change the kind of clientele that goes to Comic-Cons because like it's been basically everybody now because it's the cool thing. But if it goes back to the days of where it's just really about, you know, comics, then I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't know because it I mean, is a, a thing. People, the, the black people that go to comic cons nowadays necessarily are like you know people who did cosplay, people who like to shop. I don't think it's necessarily the people that want to go and sit in the panels. I was one of those. I really enjoyed sitting in panels. I do right. too. But I mean, I think I'm fine with watching it from home at the same time. You know, right? No, and I get it too. Like just media announcements. You know, I don't see an issue with that. But also at the same time, like if they're not going to have that kind of presence there. Then like our celebrities going to go to meet fans, you know, is that going to go away? No, I don't think so. Cause I think fans will still go to these things. Cause I don't think it's necessarily cause one, there's people that make their money. Like they make their living doing the convention circuit and people still like to get autographs and stuff. Like I meet celebrities. It's still going to be a thing, but I mean, I think that the, the companies have figured out that putting up these booths are well, big, yeah, I mean, and there's things there's things where you go into that main hall and at and it's Javits Center, and there's these like giant flyers and uh, posters hanging up for these shows that are coming up. That it's like, what does that have to do with anything going on here? You know, like 
there was like I don't I can't even remember, like I, I I don't even pay attention to half of them but it was like Black Pirate or that was there, the, there was like yeah there was a pirate show one year the one show there was the one time they're advertising like a like a school sitcom and I'm like what does that have to do with comics and comic books or yeah. and, and the genre at all there's just you know this Paramount has a presence here or whoever is making the show so they want to put the flyers up for this property but it's like. And I know that the idea is there's going to be a lot of eyes there, but most of the people who go in there don't care about that. And there's always that one booth selling the the bathroom remodels. Yeah, always. Well, that. <laughs> um, I remember a few years ago, I think I think it was at Comic Con. Some woman had uh, released her debut novel, and it it got super high. It might have hit number one, or at least top ten on the New York Times bestselling list. And it was just because the publisher or the the film company that bought the rights. Bought like the because because the bestseller lists are a crock. Like all you have to do is have someone buy enough of them and you're right, on. Right. And so she had this big like uh, panel for her book that no one ever read from a writer that nobody ever heard of, literally, and nobody was there. One person showed was like, "This is weird." So one person was there taking notes, and like it wound up being it, it, it unveiled a large scam that the traditional publishing industry, which is a con artist industry was perpetrating on people. So, I mean, like, I think if we get rid of those things and just focus on, you know, hey, let's talk let's talk to Alex Ross about his work and do that as a panel. Or, hey, let's do a, a dance slot retrospective or Frank Miller, the best of Frank Miller. That's fine, right. rather than, you know, what is the new big event? What is the mm-hmm. new big TV show? Because, like, those things do detract from, like, Comic-Con. Right, like yeah, no, that's, that's true. personal. I, I think I think they're better off at their own places because then they can control the messaging. You get Kevin Feige in front of a dais, and like people go, you know, ape poop for you know whatever he has to say, and then they're done. It's online well, two minutes later. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing is that the media companies just care that there's a lot of eyes there. They don't care yeah. to sell more product. They don't care what they're selling. Where they're not actually thinking, well, who's here? You know, who's the fans? Yeah, and there's only so much comic book related stuff you can sell right you know, and even throw in the sci-fi stuff the star trek and the star wars stuff still like yeah no one cares about some vampire book yeah yeah unfortunately that's true um, oh, oh that hits that hits the home <laughs> but that's Sorry, okay no, no 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 it's okay someone like me i can go small because i just have to pay me all i have to do is find a thousand people who love my work and i'm gonna make a good living right i don't need to appeal to the masses Right. Right. That's fine. Like someone like me spending time and money to get a panel at Comic-Con, I would sit there with my thumb up my butt looking at nobody, which is what this person did. That's a con. Mm. Right. So and for the media companies, they need to cast that wide net. So why would they spend all that money on staging and all this other stuff when they can just stream a thing from a a virtual studio, get the exact same reaction, not have to worry about anything. Right. Which which, hey, that's great. I get that. Now we're talking about DC doing it as opposed to like that is the audience is Comic Con for the DC announcements. Yeah, but again, like, a, like if they're doing it. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong, but they've been already pulling back on this stuff for the years before. Yeah, right. Like they would go to New York Comic Con and even Comic Con where they would not set up a booth, right? Or they wouldn't be doing panels. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. what's the change? Like let let Comic Con be about the experience of buying comics and meeting, you know, for for industry professionals. It's about them make networking. Like it's still going to be a big thing. It just gets the yeah. big dogs out of it, right? And that's yeah. I think we all I think we can all agree that's probably better. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. 
And who knows what, where if DC will even be around. And I do that's... appreciate the cheap shot of the vampire. <laughs> that was cold and callous. I respect it. Good. I'm glad you do. All right. Well, that, I think, is all the news we have for this week. So we're going to take our next and final commercial break, and we'll be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. Are we excited, guys? It's main topic time. Okay, JD. Are you angry at us for making you spend three bucks on this or really angry at us for making <laughs> making you spend when three I started bucks dating, on it? When I started dating my wife, I made her – she never saw Wayne. And, or no, Dumb and Dumber. She never saw Dumb and Dumber. And I'm like, you've never seen Dumb and Dumber. We have to get Dumb and Dumber. And I, I hyped this movie up. Like, it's the funniest movie. We were teenagers. And I rented this movie from Blockbuster again. This was the 90s. And I brought it back to her house. We sat down and watched Dumb and Dumber. And I kept looking over at her, and she wasn't laughing. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, I'm like, you didn't like it. She's like, oh, it was fine. It was okay. And it bothered me. And while I was watching this movie, I couldn't help but think about that. And be like, okay, this is All right. this, this is the thing so, that we watched. So we've buried the lead enough. We're of course talking about the 1984 American science fiction comedy, The Ice Pirates, starring Robert Urich, Mary uh, Crosby, and Michael D. Roberts, and a very very young. And it's actually and, Ron Perlman's second feature film, and, Free Beauty and, and the Beast, Ron Perlman. Wait, yes. you're you're missing Angelica Houston. Oh yeah, and Angelica Houston. That's right. Very, very young Angelica very, Houston. Very early Angelica Houston as is well. Is this a Dune parody? So No. No, it's its own thing. So released in nineteen eighty six, had a budget of nine million dollars and made fourteen point three million at the box office. It made money. Huh. This of course this this is like okay, I will say this. This is one <laughs> of those movies that runs at the tail end of trying to capitalize on the Star Wars fan. And just, just and just for contrast for for everyone listening, I wanted to bring this up. The Star Wars had a budget of eleven million dollars and made seven hundred and seventy five point six million dollars at the box office. <laughs> Star uh, Wars is a novelty film, so yeah. yes. So obviously, no one was ever going to ever recreate that. But let's go around and do a non spoiler first reaction to this old movie. <laughs> we'll start with John. Since since uh, you brought the movie up yes. the last episode, a pox on me for uh, bringing it up. <laughs> you rewatched it, right? Before, we... yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Because it's been like it's got to be twenty years since I've seen it. Yes, yes, same for me. So go ahead, John. What what what, what did you think when you rewatched it? Oh, it you know it still holds up pretty well. As you know, I, I still I still laughed at certain parts, and it it's just so weird. Like it's just, like I, I don't know if. It, I don't remember if it felt this weird back when I watched it originally. And again, it's at Oh, he locked up again. The ice pirates seem to have frozen John. Yes. It's the type of humor we're dealing with around here. There. Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. Yes. Okay. It says my internet connection's unstable. Yes, I know. So, again, it's it's been at least 20 years since I've seen it. I, I don't remember if I felt like it was that weird back then but it it it's you know it was still entertaining okay let's contrast that now jd this is your first time seeing the movie yeah i just i feel like i was 20 years too old to be seeing this movie for the first (laughs) time i feel like if i was younger and had not seen space balls a million times Uh i perhaps would have appreciated this a little bit more but i kept going 
you know, Mel Brooks just did this better. You know, yes. that, that was honestly my because again, Spaceballs is something I have seen a million times. I have seen it since childhood. I did grow up with it, and it is the definitive Star Wars parody. So this to me felt like my brother had me watch another movie too that was kind of similar to this. I got to remember what it was called. It was from night. It was. <clears throat> And this was was a movie that I saw that I laughed a couple times. It was I like Robert Urich. He was in everything on TV when I was a little kid. Yes, I went, hey, Robert Urich. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was okay. All right. Well, I I I will say that yeah, I was very young when I first saw this movie. I had to have been oh god. I mean, I probably saw it on a v, I saw it on VHS. I want to say eighty eight. So I was eleven or twelve, maybe thirteen. When I first saw this movie, and I remember laughing when I was a kid when I watched it, and then watching it again now is like, wow, you can't go home again. I will say this: I think one of the things it suffers from is being a movie from 1986, and the fact that I think the way we edit comedies has grown. I agree with you. Oh yeah. Where in this movie they would tell a joke and then hang for a minute, Mm -hmm. as if they were waiting for a laugh. And they don't, we don't do that anymore. And that takes away from the jokes. Fact, Especially when they're not that funny. <laughs> or, you know, in some cases, there were some jokes in here that are definitely, you know, 1984 jokes that you could not make now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, like, I kind of expect that with older comedy. Like I said, Mel Brooks, like, there's a lot of Blazing Saddles that would not play well today. Oh, but, Blazing Saddles couldn't even be made today. No, no, not mm-hmm. at all. You know, but if you know, watching in the context of 1974, it's still funny, right? right you yeah. could, it's still funny. Like this one didn't feel like it felt like time and a place. It was funny. Like this again, like if I had watched Dumb and Dumber at this age for the first time in my life, would I find it as funny? I'd like to think I would, but like maybe not. You know, and that's kind of what I felt like. All right. Well, now we're going to go into spoiler territory. So if you're not seen Ice Pirates before, I don't think, I don't think anybody's worried about spoilers. <laughs> I really don't think that that's an issue with that. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know, like, like, yeah. Spoilers on a 35-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a very, very obscure. You've made movie. your, you've made your choice at this point. Well, I mean, let me, let's, let's, let me, let me start with this spoiler. I actually fell asleep for a little bit while watching. Hey, that's my oh. gimmick. That's what I do oh, when come I watch movies. And that's how I know that it was not entertaining me. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and can we be honest here, guys? This, the plot doesn't even make any sense in this movie. There is no plot. Like, it's just random occurrences. They, they set up a future where the most precious resources become water. And that's why there's ice pirates trying to steal ice and water. Because everything is bought and sold with water. Which, like, the, the premise itself is stupid. Because hydrogen and carbon... Because hydrogen and carbon can't be found on literally almost any meteorite or or comet (laughs) yeah but you can make water so Hmm. but yeah but it's an innocent premise you know something it is an innocent innocent premise you're right then like and then it turns into this the space princess well first off they're on a ship the pirates are on a ship stealing water in the beginning of the movie and robert yorick's character jason sees a princess sleeping in a glass coffin (laughs) Like that was weird. And very, decides, very Snow White. Yes, and decides to basically kidnap her, as pirates are wont to do. Of course, of he course. is a pirate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing. Like with this movie, they actually are pirates. Like you would think of, like with swords, swashbuckling. 
Yes, pirates in space. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're not space pirates. They're, they're, they're pirates. They're actual pirates. Yes, mm-hmm. Yar. And then, and then they the the I don't remember the character comes and gets gets her back basically, <laughs> and then she but she rescues them because she wants them for a mission to go find her father. And you know, all this, if this all sounds familiar, there's reasons because of it. <laughs> Yes, I get that. And then it's like, and then it ends up being like this whole, her, her father's on another planet where there's a bunch of water. And it's just like, and then they find, they find the planet at the end. That's where the movie ends. And it was like, we never see her reunite with her father. Like, what the hell? Who cares at that point? You had a, I, time, I you had a time battle at that point. <laughs> it's like. Oh my God. And the, the space herpes and the, the. Yes, I mean, just, I, mean, I laughed at that. Okay, that that made me laugh because of how we got here to begin with. The space that herpes. I, yes, that made me. That I had a good chuckle with. Yes, yes, <laughs> it was. It was the, the herpes joke from last week. We rolled into space herpes and ice pirates. Yes, that's why I'm like, oh, that's why we're here. Okay, that's cute. Can, can you believe? Cute. Can you believe the sets that they had though? Like it would. You for, gotta give it for, this. It had a lot of varied sets. Like for a it, very fairly low budget nineteen eighty four movie. Yes, it yeah. had. They they did a good job with what they had to work with. I'll say that. Right. Like it doesn't look horrible because I had I watched a movie with Matt. Matt had me watch a movie called Star Saturn Three. Have you guys ever heard of this movie? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it's like Alien, right? But with a robot. And without uh-huh. any tension whatsoever, it's right. yeah. Kurt Douglas and Harvey Keitel and Farrah Fawcett, three actors that you're like, oh, I know who these people are. In just the, it can't figure out if it wants to be Barbarella, Alien, Star Wars, or just complete garbage. And right. it was directed by an art director. It looks, it looks good, right? It doesn't look like trashy for night for a low budget movie from 1980. Right, it doesn't look bad. Looks like an episode of Buck Rogers, a little bit darker, but it sucked ass. Hmm. Chop, yes, it's like Alien and Star Wars and Barbarella and Chopping Mall all mixed together. Oh my god! Jeez. You ever see Chopping Mall, guys? No, I've that never even heard of Chopping Chopping Mall. Terrible title for what this movie's about. Chopping Mall is this movie from the eighties, eighties horror film about a mall that at night is under protection from robots, and some people sneak in to this mall at night like Dawn of the Dead style and the, and the robots have lost their mind. Now they're <laughs> killing these people inside the mall. Why it, chopping mall, cute title, but for like an evil robot movie, they could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I don't weird. recommend it by the way. Don't, you don't have to watch chopping mall. Just uh, say I, I've broken it down. That's probably a, I bet you Joey from so wizard has seen that. I'm very curious to hear. Yeah. I bet you're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I mean, the only reason I mentioned this is that mentioned the movie is because it's well well yeah and it that was kind of a meme and it's another one of those things where you know it's it's a geek it's it's it is it's it's obscure but it's It's, a geek reference it's a a, meme it's it's a it's a movie that every young geek saw in the 80s yes and i'm surprised it's not more meme to be honest with you maybe it's because it just didn't it was too cultish and hasn't quite. Some cult films, you know, traverse like cult territory. They like never they, get that sweet spot, right? Right, right. Like They Live is considered a cult film that's now like you know, the Big Trouble in Little China. Those are cult films from the 80s that have like attained greatness. Right. Right. This didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost. 
Oh man, <laughs> you froze on your deck lips. It was oh. the most cheap. Yeah. It was yeah. oh, okay. Am I back? It, yeah. it, it, duck it, lips it, or something else? Duck, yeah. I said duck lips. I, I okay. hope you said duck lips. Yeah, I, thought I, heard, I thought I heard something else. It was almost too. <laughs> okay, getting back. It was almost too good to be a cult film. Oh, I don't no, know about that. No, I mean, I mean, like the writing. I think the some, <clears> the, the, the writing and some of the sets and everything is like it was. It it's. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it wasn't bad enough to be a cult. No, I, I disagree because Big Trouble in Little China and They Live are cult movies, and they're awesome. Right, and this yeah. this falls this, this falls way this, below those. This fall, this definitely falls into like I said in the beginning the trying to catch that Star Wars fame. Like there were so many clones that came out in the late seventies, early eighties of Star Wars that, uh-huh. that people don't even never even heard of. That yeah, it's just like you know, I mean, come on, Disney did Black Hole, you know, and no, we're not going to watch Black Hole, John. No, no, <laughs> there was another one, The Last Starfighter, which yeah, was the Last, okay, Starfighter. Last Starfighter is kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, yes. Tons of them. The last Starfighter came out in 1984, too. Yep. 1984 is a good year for pop culture. Apparently. A lot of good stuff happened in 1984. Yeah, would you consider Enemy Mine, like, in that, like, trying to ape Star Wars or trying to catch the wind? No, that was, that was, like, a drama, almost. Yeah, that's, like, very arthousey. Yeah. It's an arthousey sci-fi film. But I wondered if you would consider it in that vein, because, you know, the 80s and aliens and stuff like that. I really like that film a lot, to be it feels more Star Trekky than Star Wars. You know, I'll go with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's more social comment. It was yeah. way more social commentary. Yeah, yeah it's very the much the racism. But the thing. alien, yeah, good acting. Yes. Like, yeah. I really, oh I yeah, really, I really like Enemy Mind. It was one of those things. that Was on HBO all the time, and I watched it like way too young. But it's like burrowed into my psyche forever. I'll go with you on that one. That was. I mean, right. it was good movie. So, so John, you smiled when you mentioned the time fight. At the end of the movie, yeah, I mean, that, talk about the weirdest thing ever. They're 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 going through basically a black black hole or a wormhole, and while they're going through it, time keeps advancing. But but once they get out of it, it it resets back to where they were. But while they're in there, like they're fighting a battle, and Jason gets the princess pregnant. The the kid grows up. That's the other thing that doesn't make sense because. With the time period where the kid was born and how old they were at the end, he wouldn't have been Jason's age at the end. He would have been in his sixties. But yeah, so they have this Robert York play his own son. What a weird ass movie! Yep. Oh my god, it was weird. Yeah, but you liked it, John. Well, yeah. Don't you? I mean, if it, anyone wants to dive into the psyche of John O'Grady, watch Ice Pirates. No, no, there be dragons, man. You don't want. <laughs> you don't want to there go into my There be dragons. <laughs> there be dragons. It took me a second. <laughs> I had to register that one. That was good, John. So, so uh, yeah. all right, all right. So, so do we recommend this movie to anyone out there? Oh God, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Maybe, maybe like, like, okay. Every once in a while, I'll get together with my brother, my youngest brother. We'll we'll get a lot of beer, and we'll watch a Neil Breen movie. And just just have fun with it. So uh-huh. in that vein, this would be a fun thing, you know. Maybe maybe with some good whiskey, you know, some popcorn, and just to riff riff on it. Like I wonder, I wonder if there is a riff track for it. I'll have to look that up. All I didn't right. even think to look, but I will. I will put this out there. 
and I'm talking to the guys <coughs> right now on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network who who listen. That would be you know I know Randy from from Cult Forty Five. Uh, you guys review cult movies. I don't know if you've ever done Ice Pirates, but but I, I challenge you to do Ice Pirates. And and, <laughs> and Joey from So Wizard. Every once in a while, you do the I Hate You Now Watch uh, movies, where you pick really bad movie, old movies, and and force the other guys to watch it to review. So this would be a great pick for that. And I know Tiffobot from Fans on Patrol would hate this movie. So <laughs> so Montego, make her watch it. All right. <laughs> They just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. They just did uh, the the first Mortal Kombat, and like, oh. she hated it mainly because you know it was a movie made in the '90s, so the special effects aren't as good as they are today. But the sto- the, from- the plot was more cohesive than the one in the, in the new. <sighs> yes, one. it was, and it was barely that was barely cohesive. Nice for that. I'm like, how do I don't understand how people have this theory? Like, you don't like any movies that are like older than five years old. Like, how do you watch anything? There's yeah, so many know. good movies that came out before special effects were up to snuff. Like, they still can't figure out how some of the stuff in the original King Kong was actually done. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a cinematic wonder. Like Or like watching Sinbad. Like, you know, how, how do you not appreciate watching an army of skeletons fighting? And yes, it doesn't look as good as it would today. But I mean, like, in 1955, that's some unbelievable work. Put it the, yeah. the original like, Clash of the Titans. I love the original Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Like, I don't want like, part of the charm of watching old movies is to see how they were done in the era. I, I never want to get so jaded as to be like, oh, it's so old. Like, it's in a, like, Shea Serrano is one of the like, famous, famous film critics. He's like, there are no good movies before 2000. And it's like, no, there's no good movies after 2000. It's the exact opposite. Like, there's yeah. so many good movies from back in the day and watching them and appreciating them for what was done in the era is what makes them fun. I, I will say this. I think there are movies where the special effects are really bad because they cut budgets, and then there's movies where the special effects are really good. Again, let's go back to Star Wars, right? Like, there are there are definitely a couple bad special effects in there compared to today, but the space battles, because, like, the way they filmed it, because that was all new, you know, but they figured out how to make it look real, you know? And I think that hurts some movies like Mortal Kombat, you know, because how good the original Star Wars looks. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, like I, I know I've told this story before, but not. I don't know if you remember it. When I went to see Star Wars in a drive-in, uh-huh. it was a double header, and Star Wars was not the feature film. The feature film was Battle Beyond the Stars. Okay, I know of Battle Beyond the Stars. I've never seen Battle Beyond the Stars. It's what one is of that. It's it's one of those it's it's a sci-fi movie that you've probably seen cuts. They it's one of those movies where the studios recut a lot of the the, yeah. the space battles and use them in other movies. Oh, okay. So, but like the the difference between the special effects of that and Star Wars was like night and freaking day, even yeah. to me at that age. You know, so. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's like Superman. Like super, the original Superman has really good special effects for 1978, right. and like really good special effects for like 1999. Like, yeah, that stuff held up for a long time. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 a matter. Of, I, I I just I, there's there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, yeah. So all right, so we got a window into the mind of John O'Grady. Uh oh, have you guys ever seen the Event Horizon? 
Oh God! With uh, wow, uh, the guy from Jurassic Park, right? Yes, Samuel. Yes, uh, yes, Samuel. Very disturbing. The extended cut. The extended, the Shining in space. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, I was, if you guys had had some, I wouldn't. I was going to say, if you've never seen, that's a good window into my mind. Oh wow! That movie I saw in high school at the theater. I, I'm, and, a, I'm a little, I'm a little scared now. Jake. Oh, it's awesome! It's so, it's so, it's the only good thing Paul W. S. Anderson's ever made. Hmm. Think about it. His, his resume is crap. Yeah. Event Horizon. That's a good movie. That's a good horror movie. It is one of the best, actually. It is. Like, especially in the era. Like, it's it's like you took the alien concept but turned it on its head, right? It yeah. isn't people trapped in a spaceship, but it's it's The Shining, which, like, yeah. the balls to basically redo Kubrick and put it in space. And from that guy, who the rest of his career was just a chance to show off his wife in, like, scantily clad clothes... Which, you know, I get. She looks good. But, like, nothing nothing on his resume compares to that. Yeah. The effects were amazing, too. A fantastic. In the, of the, and that's another thing. Like, I think you could watch it today and be like, this looks good. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah no, definitely. Yeah. No, and definitely. that's almost a 25-year-old movie. Oh, my God. Thanks for making me feel old. I saw that in the theater. Me, too. Okay. I said I saw it in high school and came home. Well, and I, I was wasn't like, in high school. Well, I'm younger than you. Sorry, not, I can't. I can't keep helping you. But that like messed me up as a teen. It's like I was like 15 or something like that. And it's just like we're like, oh, let's go see a spooky movie. This should be awesome. And then you leave in this like this Lovecraftian cosmic horror nightmare of nihilism, and you're just like, what is the point of life? Yes. <laughs> why? Why should I exist? Like, why do I exist? Why do I exist for no purpose? You know, what a messed up movie. I thought about the other night because we were talking about black holes with Andy. And he's like, what's on the other side of a black hole? And Michelle's like, nobody knows, nothing really. And I, my brain, hell, <laughs> that's what my brain went to because of this movie. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our review on Ice Pirates. Uh, and so let's wrap it up for the week. We got any recommendations for our fans out there? John? Can't think of anything. I literally can't think of anything. I have no, no you, you know, I. you know what? There's a certain, you know what? JD, take my my recommendation. There's a certain Kickstarter that still oh, yeah. needs my a, Kickstarter. A is, yeah, it's got. But so you listen to this on Wednesday. It'll have five days left. This we're gonna get that final little stretch. So book of the book of Sundown and the Book of Warlock. As we're doing this, my editor just sent me back the notes on the Book of Warlock, saying I love this book. So that's good because I pay him, but he that's I a nice note. Beat me up. <laughs> it is when I pay because I pay a guy to beat me up to beat up my stories. So when you make that person happy, you're doing well. Yeah, so come come check out these new books. I'm very, very proud of them. I would recommend them to anyone that likes to answer the question, what if John Wick worked the X-Files? Ah. I don't so think anyone answered that question. What's that? Ghost, Ghost Dog? Dog is an, <laughs> Ghost Dog is an influence. Can't lie. I like that. I really like Ghost Dog. The way it is in Samurai. Oh, my God. I, w- I was saying John Wick on the X-Files. Uh, the so dogs. Ghost, Ghost Dogs. Because the whole thing was he's modified the... This- this dog being killed? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, sure. Yeah, I, I just met an assassin who deals with monsters. But yes, Ghost Dogs. But it's also very influenced from a film called Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai with Forrest Whitaker. Anyone ever seen that movie? Yeah, John. Dave, yeah. you ever see Ghost Dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I've good. heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker plays a modern-day samurai, and he's awesome in it. Like Forrest Whitaker, I, 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 yeah, I, Forrest is. I can picture it, so I must have seen clips at least from it. I think it's from the, either the early two thousands or the late the late nineties. I forget which. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good flick. That's one that still gets it makes the rounds on on cable sometimes. So 
I haven't had cable TV in so long that I, I forget what it's like to just discover. That's part of the fun of cable is you just discovered a bunch of movies. Because everyone like, tell you, you'll be flipping through and, oh, right. And look what's playing. Yeah, you'll start. Like, now you have to kind of, like, you have all this stuff at your fingertips if you have all the streaming services, but you have to kind of know what you're looking for. Right? I think it's harder to discover stuff now. Well, that, you know, that's the one problem with the with the streaming services is their their algorithms are a real problem because you it, they always box you in yeah and force you down these rabbit holes which because they want to they never serve they want to super serve you they want to give you what you like right. but if but you never get to learn anything so you don't really yeah. know yeah that's what's unfortunate exactly like I never there's a lot of movies that I love that I never would have saw if it wasn't for the Monster Squad like shaped my brain as a young kid. Never would have saw it if it wasn't on HBO a million times. Stand by me. It was on HBO a million times. Mm-hmm. Big trouble in Little China. Like this was my childhood. So did you say super serve or super serum? Super serve. The super serum is something else. <laughs> right. Well, let me get to my recommendation. Oh, oh we're still doing this. <laughs> that was uh, subtle, like Dude, a hammer to the face, Dave. No, no, Dave's good at the at the, uh, the transitions. I always appreciate when he gets creative. Like, I will recommend you go to our website, superheroespeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page, and of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And I will recommend, speaking of super serums, that you read Truth because we'll be talking about that on our next episode. And if you haven't read it. Maybe the Super Soldier program wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> Does that work? I don't know. We'll, right. we'll, we'll let it slide. And on that note, boys and girls, <laughs> we're going to slide on out of here. So, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let you get caught in the door. Have a good week.